Hello and welcome to episode 13 of Ashes of the Imperium, a 40k podcast from sunny England. My name is Dan and I will be your host for this evening. And with me today is Steve and we are going to be talking about the war, the greenskins. Yes, that's right, folks. Orcs is the bestest. And we're going to be talking about them tonight, aren't we, Steve? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. I'm excited for these. I have, uh, I've always hankered to do these guys and uh, I think now's the time to do them and we hopefully... The book won't be too far away. So, uh, yeah, good to chat this through and get some more details. Yeah, I mean, I've I've half started a few Orc armies before in my time, you know, d- done the whole thing of bought a bunch of models, stuck them in the cupboard for a couple of months and then decided I wasn't going to do them. Um, I think the first time, in fact, both times they've been bike armies or speed cult or speed armies, so bikes and wagons. Um, I just, I just, they're just super cool. And you just, every single time I see an Orc army, it makes me want one. They're one of those armies that you can you can look at them and some armies will be off the shelf, you know, no conversions, and they can yeah. still look cool. And some armies will be, you know, scratch built, conversions, kit bashes. There's it's an army that you can you can make work for whatever works for you. Yeah, I think for me that's the beauty of them, that they're kind of half kit bashed when you build them to the instructions. So to add some more to them just fits perfectly yeah they uh they they combo well with lots of other kits as well you can you know you can if you if you like the look of a certain thing in 40k whether that's a space marine tank or you know say you really like the look of a weapon system like the the What's the um, space marine anti air tank the hunter and stalker you know there's guns on the top of there yeah, you can, yeah. if you assemble the hunter say and you want to use the stalker gun you can orcify it up and stick it on top of a battle wagon and call it a a blaster daca gun or you know whatever whatever it might be <laughs> and there's yes. you you can you could literally buy a couple of battalions or, or box sets start collecting box what they're called these days um and just empty out your bits box onto the floor and just go mad like you know like like when you're seven you're playing with lego and you, you don't you're not actually <laughs> assembling it i feel like when i'm whenever i'm creating an orc army in my head or planning things out i feel like that kid in the lego movie you know the one that's like wants to build batman's flying uh, a spaceship made of tractors or something and his dad's like no you've got to you've got to use the craggle to super glue it together i think orc players have got that kind of inner child telling it to just like go crazy and build anything yeah yeah and i think for me for for a long time i was kind of like well, how does all this stuff work then? You know, how, surely, how do they, how do they get over the fact that you know the the marine stuff's all got the machine spirit in and all these kind of sort of tomorrow's world complications? Show my age there by saying tomorrow's world, but um, that whole idea of the science behind it. But as soon as you get under the skin of um, the orcs, it is pretty clever about how they manage to, you know, it's okay for us to kit bash a load of plastic together, but they actually find a way to make it all work in the world of 40k yeah orky uh orky mind magic basically keeps it going there's that famous story of a of an orc uh, fighter ace just shooting down all sorts of uh imperial uh aircraft uh forever you know for ages and ages and ages and he never ran out of ammo because he didn't he didn't believe that he was going to run out of ammo and he was just <laughs> he just like his orky energy just kept his ammo going um he was firing pure war energy and then when he realized that he should have run out of ammo he did and got shot down <laughs> i can't remember where that's where that's from but i remember someone telling me about that story that's a, that's what i love about orcs like they are they are they are a little bit funny and a little bit silly um but some people say they're a comic relief 40k i don't know what, what do you think that's fair um 
I think I think I think you at a glance maybe. I mean, obviously some of the grots and snotlings are all doing daft things and just, but ultimately, I think when and maybe some of the older models, you know, suffered from that kind of monopose, kind of slightly dumpy thing going on. But no, I I think they're just they're just all Friday night ready for a fight, aren't they? Really, <laughs> people often say they are like a. Like a crowd, of, crowd of yobs, you know, re- ready for a good old scrap, and I, I, I like that. I like that. I like the fact that they are, they are quite single-minded, quite focused in a way that actually, you know, the Tyranids are and the Space yeah. Marines are. I think everything in forty K is to the extreme, isn't it? It's turned up to eleven. Um, the Space Marines are essentially you know your jedis your monks whatever you want to call it they are like a religious order aren't they you know the imperium it's so black and white everything is so binary in that world um and you take that up to even further with things like uh, the death watch or the gray knights um, yep. or the custodies and then you go on the other side and look at it, say um tyranids who are just consume 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 they're single-minded and actually Orcs are just, they are just another segment of that. They are just, they are just all about the scrapping, all about the fight, don't care for anything else. And that just works because 40k, like I say, is, is all about the extremes, isn't it? Yeah. And, and I think, you know, it's interesting that when you look at it, this kind of brutal hierarchy of whoever hits the hardest is the boss, whoever can take the most punishment, whoever's the biggest literally is the boss. And, and, you know, you kind of think, oh, God, blimey, that must be a grim sort of, place to be but actually they're really just happy with that that is the system yeah. no no less grim than i don't know a adeptus or gray knights recruitment scheme you know the gray knights grad scheme <laughs> yeah no no if you haven't got enough uh um ucas points to get in you're in trouble yeah absolutely so so i, th- I think for me that's a really uk specific <laughs> joke <laughs> yeah some sorry, people gosh. are not gonna go there <laughs> Uh, is it SATs or something? Is that American? I don't know. I'm no man. So back on topic. Um, so yeah, so I think for me, it's, it's this whole idea that everybody knows their place. Uh, everybody knows where they are. Everyone's you know looking to get bigger and stronger and you know, you know beat the other guy up to move up the food chain. Um, but I, th- I think for me, this this kind of single mindedness. I think so. Just going off a little bit astray here. I, I think it'd be. I don't know if there's ever been rules or ever how it worked in a way, but I'd quite like the idea of some sort of way of there be some sort of animosity that perhaps you could yeah. have two leaders that are vying in a game. Maybe to- uh, do you know what? Actually, I think that would be really cool. We're kind of we're bleeding into rules slightly here, and we were going to talk about uh, rules for the future codex um, uh, later, but. Maybe that would be something that we could see as a stratagem. Yeah, you know how yeah. how um, I think the Alpha Legion had a warlord trait where you could um, skip. You know, if your warlord died, you could skip onto the next character or something like that. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. So yeah, I think, I, think the, the, I think the Custodes had one, didn't they? Didn't we talk about it recently? Uh, yes. I want to say yes. I want to say yes. But yeah, no, I, I think for me that whole idea that there's always somebody ready to take up the mantle, you know, jump into the mega armor. I, I think for me that's that's 
that that's a great thing. I mean, that's exactly as it, and that that goes back to that kind of a whole single organism of just pure green punch and shoot. So I, I, I think yeah, there are. They say we can look at the rules later, but for for me, I think the other thing with them is, um, and what I like about them is that there's quite a lot of random into what they do. Yeah. I mean, I like that thematically. I'm not sure I would like that competitively. Um, some, I think that's that's often a criticism that's sort of laying down at the Orcs is that their randomness uh, does make them for a tricky army to play. Consistency is is where it's at in the competitive scene, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's about reducing the the as many of the random things as you can so that you can be reasonably certain that this unit can fight this unit and the mm. outcome will be you will win you know it's um it's the age-old tactic isn't it you fight your strongest thing against the weakest thing to make sure that you definitely finish that off before you move on kind of thing so i think for me it, it, what, what makes a great codex for me is that you can pick and choose different units and let's face it the orcs have got plenty of unit types across all the different um uh, clans through forge world so that there's plenty to choose from it would be nice if we end up with a book where there are some more elite more um reliable perhaps is the right word more reliable units so that competitive players can pick them up knowing that they're going to be a bit more predictable about what they do and yet we can still end up with the super crazy stuff that will either destroy the planet or themselves, and it's kind of a 50-50. Yeah. Could go my way, could go yours. <laughs> exactly. We should probably say at this point that uh, we're not doing this orc book. Uh, orc book? We're not doing this orc episode based off the fact that we think that the orc book is coming. Uh, we've not had some like super secret news from Games Workshop. We are just doing it because Steve and I just absolutely zogging love orcs and we've uh, we've both got orky plans in uh, you know i know i've got plans for many armies uh, but we've both got orky plans afoot um so it would be quite cool we we just wanted to uh rather than do our 2018 projects and and hopes for releases etc because ben wasn't able to join us tonight we just wanted to talk about something else so we thought we'd we'd pick orcs because day is the best yeah exactly exactly and and i think i think um i think there is plenty of rules out there there's plenty of different builds out there i mean huge amounts of different builds out there so i think you know and i think we've seen a recent gt i think people were quite surprised with the didn't they come fourth or something yeah that's outrageous do we know what list it was no i can't remember i just saw the classic warhammer world photo of the of the spreadsheet no the big digital display with oh the, yeah, with it up in there. So yeah, no, I, I think I think they've they've got huge possibilities. So if you know what the orc army list was that won, um, let us know. Yeah, um, in fact, I might just post it on Twitter to, uh, later. Um, but yeah, it'd be really cool. Um, I hope it was like a super themey one. Um, I think you know we we quite often talk about theme, don't we, Steve? And I think that probably brings us quite well onto probably one of the first points that everyone's been talking about online when we posted a few questions is like what people would like to see uh from the army uh or the next army book rather is and that's clans we've seen chapters we've seen craft worlds we've seen high fleets it's it's clearly going to happen um and there are some quite obvious clans that we'd like to see and 
I don't think we we don't think we'd see any new ones, but certainly I'd love to see rules for the for the orc clans. And it's just one way that you can really, really theme an army. And it's not to say that, I don't know, let's say snake bites. It's not to say snake bites wouldn't have trucks. They would probably just not have as many trucks as, say, a Speed Freaks army or something. like. You know, you know what I mean? I think you can still use every every unit in your, in your army, to, regardless of what clan you're from, I think, personally. It just gives you, A, an opportunity to convert them, but B, an opportunity to, to like stick to a theme. Yeah, I, I think for me the clans give you the uh, the ability to say, I'm 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 going to use this theme, and my reward is I get uh, plus one charges, or I I get uh, this extra ability that you know can in many cases really transform how a, a, a unit might perform. But the opposite side is that perhaps you lose access to another couple of units or maybe they're weakened or, you know, so, or, or maybe, you know, you now suddenly go, well, why would I take these? Because these guys do this. So I, I think for me, yeah, clans are absolutely the way. And I think, it, yeah, that classic thing, you know, um, you know, red goes faster. It is, 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 can easily be brought to life in that way. Oh yeah. That's, that's, that's clearly going to be. That's, I reckon that red red ones go faster. It will either be the evil sons clan, uh, like rule name, or it will be a stratagem which allows you to do something awesome uh, with your yeah. vehicles. Yeah, and 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 I think I think for me, you know, even if there's an ability, it would be cool if there was an ability that allowed you to to bolt some special rules together for your own. I mean, the whole thing is orcs get bolted together anyway. All their kits bolted together. It's just why we couldn't there be a, another way of 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 having a you know, build your own, make your own teddy bear kind of thing where you build your own build your own truck. Uh, but you build your own truck, build your, yeah. Which is which is so. This goes through something uh, I've been just continually impressed with which is the the new kits where you have options you have multiple builds and i think for me where especially when you get super clever stuff like the mechanicum sector terrain uh, or like the the necromunda kits the gangs exactly. they're so modular yeah and 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 you, you end up with these components that would be you know you know the axles are similar but maybe to two different heights or maybe you can spin the axles so that it's a low rider or a doom buggy so you it, it, you'd end up with this sprue of just pure gold <laughs> pure, <laughs> pure, pure modeling gold yeah <laughs> that would be what you, you're talking about like a, a build your own truck a build your own buggy you know yeah. something like that so that you know you can just have a complete modular set and it might not necessarily use all the bits and then you can use those spare bits to add it yeah yeah i mean you you could maybe cap it at you know, six wheels and some tracks so you know you, you know you'd have to buy a couple of sets because i mean to be fair the battle wagon is similar ish to that is it not because you can build it in a certain few ways and the trucks does the truck still have its uh sort of canopy type things that you can put yeah. on yeah yeah i, I I mean, I think for me, and what I've discovered in starting my orcs, in that because I I don't have an orcs bits box because I've never done them before, mm. I bought a few kits thinking, right, well, I'll, I'll build these, and then I, you know, I buy a few more kits, and then I kind of went, oh, hang on, I need 
probably need some bits from that kit from this kit so I'd, I'd ended up over a few months buying everything i needed because i then had like a carpet full of sprues mm. but it was like okay so my killer cans are going to need some legs and some core bodies they're, they're they're a must pull those out and then it was like okay right i've now got all these options and actually i want to give the can a big weapon well maybe i'll take that off the dread and make two arms and 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 there's just so much fun to do that but yeah for for new people who want to get into the army to be able to get a truck slash buggy slash kitten crad slash i i think i think your war track and the buggy is where where that will happen so yeah before we go into models because uh we're starting to starting to do a very orky thing of bouncing between whatever takes our fancy (laughs) Uh, let's talk about the clan steve so um I think if we go through the uh, the six main clans, that'll give listeners who aren't particularly orky an idea of what they might see on the tabletop um, you know, against them in the future. And those of you who are super orky and really into it, uh, potentially an opportunity to uh, get excited about what you know what you might like to see in uh, in the rules for the clans that which which we assume are going to happen. So the Goth clan is the first one. It makes sense to start with them because they're kind of like the, they are the boss clan, aren't they? Really, or the, well, certainly they like to think them for themselves as. Yeah, so you, you're gonna have to talk through me some of these then, Dan, because um, you, you know more than me about it. So, so how would we see those appear on the battlefield? I shall read you the little uh, the law snippet from the index, uh, and they're in Xenos uh, number two. This one, for now, the Goth clan has as its symbol an angry bull's head on a field of black and white checks. It typically produces the biggest, meanest greenskins around. Goth boys wear black, white and red, and their hides are usually crisscrossed with the scars of countless brutal close combats. The Goths consider massed infantry charges the only true way for orcs to fight, describing anything more strategic or technological as mucking about. <laughs> slightly slightly carry-on film-esque, isn't it? Stop mucking about. <laughs> the Goth clan's never been as camp. <laughs> Goff Warboss played by Kenneth Williams. <laughs> oh, we're really going for the uh, the British cultural references in this podcast. We have to, we'll have to do a, a glossary of terms. A glossary yeah. of terms for our international <laughs> colleagues. Um, Goff boys and knobs have a prominent place in the battle line of many orc tribes and can usually be found where the fighting is thickest, running headlong through hails of fire in order to tear the enemy limb from limb. So there we have it. So um, they, are, they are scrappers, frontline scrappers. Uh, mm. They're big, they're mean, um, they're bad, and they're also quite martial. They've got that um, that martial element. Obviously, Gazgothraka, the biggest, meanest, baddest, goth boy, goth uh, boss around. Yeah. What would you, if you were doing a goth army, you know, hordes of boys, you know, maybe in trucks to get there quicker, you know, knobs rather than, maybe some mega knobs, but knobs rather than mega knobs because... Yeah. Because they're the, the sort of the big mean fighty ones, and just hordes of boys and death dreads, and just it's a quite a. I guess that's probably the closest thing to your standard orc army. Yeah, and, that, and that's interesting because for me, a, a horde of greenskins isn't necessarily what's attracted me to them. I mean, I can, you know, I mean that. I mean that's again. This is why they're cool, and that you can have all these different builds whatever you want to call it themes you or you've got these different 
you know, clans which will all embody a different aspect of them so for me you know i think eh, you know plowing having to fight against that i suppose i suppose i i, I wouldn't want to slip into trying to be be that guy that just brings all the wounds oh as in sort of a war of attrition as in you can't beat me on the tabletop because you literally can't shoot all my dudes yeah no no yeah, I, i'm so- not really a i'm not really a fan of that i'd like you know, a goth army would be cool but i would go i would go elite i would go probably put them in trucks and battle wagons you know i know that's slightly evil sons-esque but i see i would see that as more of a uh I don't know, like an Imperial Guard mech army. I see that more as uh, the Goth clan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, let's be honest. They've got to get to places. They can't walk everywhere. You know, there could be some 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 practical elements to that. So, yeah, yeah. no, I, 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 I don't. I think, you know, if if again you tool them up, those those they're literally you know battle taxes in the classic sense. They're not there to be. Oh yeah, that's well. That's why I compare it to the the um, the Astromitarian mech army, like as in as in veterans in chimeras or yeah. that kind of thing, rather than say like an Legion army where it's all in Valkyries and Tauroses and you know those kind of light scouty buggies, which are, which I would say are more kind of like evil sons, where it's just yeah. bikes, speed uh, bikes, speedy wagons of all sorts, loads of fast things. So it's not just. Uh, not just about like transporting to the enemy; it's just all about the speed. Whereas I think the Goths are quite practical about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I, definitely, definitely, you could you could make a a good looking build there that would 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 fulfil the fulfil the clan and yeah, just run up to your face and smash it in. And also, who doesn't like uh, the one of the cool things about the Goths is those very uh, iconic checks. You know, blacks blacks are cool scheme. Blacks are cool. Uh, orky scheme to do because traditionally people have said it's quite a difficult colour to paint Um, I think you could probably just go in there with a chaos black spray and then do a lot of dry brushing a lot of chipping a lot of weathering uh, washes um, do it quite quick and dirty and then and then do lots of detail in checks and I think if you add you know checks an element of freehand isn't it so if you add a technical element like freehand to models um, it can really bring it up yeah I I think that's that thing you know it's it's hard to paint black because you know it doesn't reflect much light. But if you've got those those pullouts, you've got some strong skin tones, you've got some shiny weapons, and you've got some checks. The black just frames it. You don't need to super detail the black. So yeah, absolutely right. You, you have to put the work in to get the check on there. But even that, you know, doesn't. You know, by the time you've gone in and weathered it afterwards, it does not need to be pixel perfect. So it will look great. So. Yeah, I like them. Cool. So uh, we talked about the the Evil Sons briefly there, so I shall read you their little lore snippet. The Evil Sons clan embodies the Orcs' obsessive love of speed. Clad in red and orange garb, often decorated with stylized flames, Evil Sons boys typically pile around the fastest vehicles they can, they can so as to hurtle into battle in the vanguard of the war. This clan is especially famed for their throngs of war bikes and their lunatic pilots who hurtled to war with the leering sun glyph of their clan visible to all. So, yeah, so, this is an army. I mean, this is one of the armies that I've started before. Um, it's just, <laughs> in fact, I think they both were. But like, I've started two different Evil Sons or bike armies before. Uh, they were very, they've been very popular in the, 
in the past, um, especially knob bikers builds. It used to be a few editions ago. It used to be one of these kind of um, sort of boogeyman builds, you know, like a Taldar of of yesteryear. Uh, knob bikers was one of the one of the big the big hoo ha builds a while ago. Yeah, you, you've just got something incredibly tough moving incredibly quickly, and you've kind of got two parts of your perfect triangle pretty much covered off there haven't you? yeah and it's um it's helped by the fact that um before you could take uh knob bikes as troops sorry you could take what could you do you could take bikes as troops with um the forge world um i could have to get this right but essentially there was one character you could take that could give you bikes as troops and i think it was the wazdaka um uh, forge world guy and there was yeah. also if you could take a mega boss as your warlord, you could then take knobs as troops. And obviously, if you take knobs right. as troops, you can also mount them on bikes. So there are two ways of running an orc bike army. And now I might have got them slightly mixed up there, so apologies. So, uh, uh, but it's old rules, so it doesn't really matter. Um, but you could you could run either an orc knob war bike army, which was the kind of the big deal list or you could run a just an orc bike army and obviously have more of them but uh, not as many um uh, you know they weren't as tough but you'd have more of them so quantity is a quality itself right yeah yeah exactly exactly now i i think i think these guys again the ability to kit bash a few of your your bikes uh you know actually have you know sub gangs within the clan in itself uh, yeah, and then and then yeah, fast orcs. I mean, they're always a handful, aren't they? People have got to deal with them. You, you know, you can't if you've got them all running at you, you can't shoot them all because by turn two they're on you. So you've got to then decide what you're going to do, how you're going to do it. It, it, it. it again changes that dynamic of, of how you play the game. So yeah, it's good. It's different. I, I mean, I love it. I mean, just look at look at those war biker models. They're just so even just the standard ones from Games Workshop are awesome. And then if you look at say like the orc knob war bikes from Forge World, you could either you could use those as a unit in themselves, or you could use one of those as the leader of uh, your Games Workshop bikes. I don't you know. There's just there's so much potential there. You can just rip out a wheel and stick a Space Marine bike wheel in there. You can you know put a few skulls on. You can put different guns on. There's just this is just one of the armies that's just really really cool. Um, you know, I think I just I think I love motorbikes uh, of all types. So I've got I've got a bike myself in real life. Um, uh, but even before I rode motorbikes, I, I still like, obsessed with them. You know, I had I've had Space Marine bike armies. I've had Sam Han Elder armies. You know, there's there's just there's something really cool about like a, an army of bikes. Just, res- yeah, just resonates yeah, with you- me. Maybe I'm a I'm an evil son's boy deep down. <laughs> well, you, well, you can get you can get all of the the leaders, the pain boys on yeah, war bikes. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's quite, you, quite it's, a cool army. Yeah, I mean, you, it's, it's it's all going to come at you really quickly. So, yeah, no, I like them. I like them. Have they still got the rule that the old ones had, which was that kind of smoke screen of dirty exhaust fumes? that gave them a better save that's probably I don't know is that going to be a stratagem maybe yeah probably or might, might be a rule yeah who knows o- oil in the exhaust or something like that the next one are the bad moons clan uh, and again 
this is gonna I'm gonna sound like a bit of a broken record, but again, this is another army that I would love to do. Um with just a very, very specific theme. The orcs of the Bad Moons clan are the richest of all their kind. For their teeth, the basis of orc currency, grow at twice the normal rate. Because of their wealth, Bad Moons favour bright yellow war gear and the shine of any sort of precious metals, while their clan glyph is the leering moon whose mouth brims with wicked fangs. The Bad Moons have all the best gear, from engine-driven saw choppers to triple-barreled plasma rocket shooters, and they're not shy and bragging about it to every other greenskin who will listen. Going into battle against such spectacularly over-equipped orcs is a terrifying prospect, for while they might, whilst they might not be any better a shot than their kin from other clans, the sheer destructive firepower generated by massed bad moons is enough to blow the leg off an Imperial Titan. <laughs> Okay, so uh, I like the look of these, but what would, what would be your plans? All Dan? the flash gets. Uh, just okay. all of them. Just all, all of them. With all, uh, all the combo all, weapons. Well, because they've got the, the, one of the coolest orc models ever, which is Captain Badruck, <laughs> yes. who is an orc with a pirate hat. I mean, it's just he's just so cool. With a huge weapon. And a Absolutely. Oh, it's just, huge machine gun I mean, there. <laughs> it's just so cool. Uh, Captain Badruck and just loads of flash kits. Maybe some mech guns to, uh, you know, to add in some heavy support just for extra DACA. But it would just be such a cool army to have just all the pirate orcs. And I've seen some third party, you get some third party pirate orc heads as well. Yeah. I've seen some pretty cool um, Bad Moon's army with those conversions. With Bad Moons, then, where, where would you fit in? It'd be Bad Moons or Evil Sun, where you'd kind of have your Mad Max-esque all-on-wheels all slash tracks uh, gang. I would say that probably fits best with Evil Suns, but at the same time, Bad Moons have... If you wanted to go over the top on the weapons as well, Bad Moons have got the... They've got the teeth to, you know, to pay for it. Um, but I think it makes sense. That's that's a speed freaks army, you know, the evil sons. Right. Okay. Because I've, I've seen the GW website. There's a there's a lovely bright yellow uh, death roller battle wagon that literally every portal, doorway, or gun slot has got some guns pointing out of it. So I guess that's the the way you would level up the battle wagon from being evil sons to becoming a bad moon. Yeah, I think, uh, well, to be honest, Orc Battle Wagons, that's just a, it's quite a generic description of an Orc Battle Wagon. Regardless of what clan you're from, I think, uh, you know, <laughs> it's just teeming with guns as it is. All the DACA, all the time. Yeah, cool. And then next up are the Death Skulls. Now, these are ones you don't, I don't think you see them as much as some of the others, um, but they're quite an interesting yeah. army, or try and, quite an interesting clan, rather. Uh, the Orcs of the Death Skulls clan are light-fingered thieves who share an almost mech-boy-like knack for tinkering with Orc technology. Their clan glyph is a horned skull, whilst their favourite colours are white and blue, the latter being traditionally associated by the Greenskins with good luck. Though the Death Skulls enjoy a good fight as much as the next Orc, their inherent kleptomalia leads them to see every battle as just another thrilling excuse to scavenge, loot, or steal whatever they can get their hands on. When not blazing away with their preposterously huge death guns, the Death Skulls are more than happy to indulge in such battlefield larceny and will merrily club to death anyone who gets in their way. I don't know if I've ever actually seen one of these armies. Uh, yeah, as I say, they're, they're not as they're probably not as popular. Um, they're quite cool because they paint some of, some of them. You see them sort of painting their face, um, 
like blue so they have um like blue face paint um that's quite hard to do because if you paint orc skin orc skin's green right and you put blue on it and if it's not done well it just looks like you spilt blue paint on it <laughs> yeah yeah no but um if done if done Definitely. well and blue is quite a tricky tricky color to work with you know with sort of blue and green um you've got you've got to get your color theory right otherwise it can look a bit garish yeah sure sure so i mean i don't know if it's still made anymore but there was the kind of lifter grabber truck. yes that was uh the, the lifter grabber i think was a forge world item wasn't it yeah yeah there's still a lifter grabber arm for the stomper but i suppose for me is i quite like the idea of if you you know if you could find it or you've got it using that truck as the centerpiece because obviously you're going around stealing stuff well you know yes you'd, you'd literally use the lifter grabber to grab all the good stuff so yeah i think you could really theme that up well yeah that would be quite cool it has like a kind of um almost like a recovery team you know so like yeah. a, a stomper or you know some dreadnoughts with uh some death dreads rather with like claws and uh things of just everything's all about like pinching things off off other people yeah yeah one game could be literally there's some titan arm in the middle of the table and you've got to try and drag it off your edge of the table to uh get the salvage on it oh, salvage rights exactly <laughs> so next up the blood axe clan so when i was when i was a wee lad um i had some old metal orc commandos um and they were they were super cool and i would love to i'd love to maybe find some on ebay just because they they've got that like absolute nostalgia value um these days you can get obviously the new the newer sculpts uh i think they're fine cast though um on the games Workshop website or you can get the um orc commando conversion kit from forge world um which i don't know whether they still do i'd have to check the website um uh but yeah they're they're cool like orcs and gas masks just look pretty pretty freaky pretty cool um yeah yeah and uh you know seeing a, a whole army yeah you can still buy your orc commander conversion set so it's a series of gas masks and backpacks um for your for your orc boys which are pretty cool um but you you used to be able to do cool things with these you'd be able to like outflank them with burners which is like a flame a flamer uh you used to be able to outflank them and f- burn loads of things and uh yeah quite quite sneaky for orcs so the uh the blood axe clan is unique amongst all of orcdom for its members uh for its members' belief, the battles should be fought to an actual plan. It is not that the blood axes are less courageous or psychotically violent than other orcs, but rather that they simply possess a rudimentary comprehension of strategy, tactics, and stealth. The blood axe clan uses cross choppers as a glyph, and rather than having a single unifying clan colour, its boys garb themselves in a luridly mangled approximation of imperial camouflage patterns. The Blood Axes are famed for their commandos, spelled with a K, obviously. Um, and uh, whilst orcs tend to see them as untrustworthy gits who are not sufficiently orky, there is no denying that their grasp of such strategic intricacies as concentration of fire, flank attacks, and not just running headlong into artillery fire have proven invaluable to many a war boss th- of the galaxy over. I, I, I think for me, the, the commanders are cool. That gives you a, a very different way of playing them. Um, again, I think you know they they are getting a little bit more elite. They're a little bit more organised and handy. Um, and um, I think the old rules have just allowed them when they when they actually dropped in 
they were quite nasty, weren't they? They could actually drop in and do damage on the way they landed. Are you talking about the commandos or are you talking about the um, uh, storm boys? Might be getting confused. When you say drop in, uh, do you mean the ones with jump packs? Yes, those are storm boys. The commandos are the stealthy ones on foot. Uh, Uh, And they have a really cool, uh, they've got a really cool orc character called Snickrot. He's got these cool like night vision goggles on, and he's got these two daggers. <laughs> just look, uh, just like all the models, just make me like they're just so cool. Because like you look at all the characters, you've got Orc Boss Zagstruck, who's the Storm Boy's character. You know, just looking at him makes you like he would be cool leading a whole bunch of Storm Boys. Captain Badrock is just clearly designed to lead a whole bunch of uh, Flash Gits. You know, Snickrot, yeah, loads of commandos. Just every single Orc character just is actually like teeming with with character i guess um you know they're just so they're just so cool they're just like it's, a, it's such a fun army the, the models are really characterful the, the uh they've got so much potential yeah and they say it's turned up to 11 you know you know the leader there's got he's, he's got a grot on his back with a stick of dynamite ready to throw it's just yeah. like <laughs> i love that guy brilliant brilliant that's 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 exactly that's exactly that's exactly like he's just sat there chewing a cigar with his night vision goggles on and there's a grot with night vision goggles on top and he's throwing a stick of dynamite (laughs) oh dear they just make me they make me chuckle and like there's there's not enough of that there's not enough of that in the 40k everything everything's super grim dark and then you've got a grot throwing a stick of dynamite yeah no i I think they're great i think they're great like i say just this and and i think i think the, the the difficulty is picking what units how they come together, how they work together, because they've all got green skins. They all look great together. But the, the possibilities, this is the danger for me, is you just go, oh, maybe I'll just add that unit to there, and, and that gives me the ability to play them slightly differently. And then if I add another one over here, and then what about a plane? Yeah, I, I think you can do it. You could probably do it one of two ways. You could keep a relatively unified scheme and take models from all sorts of uh, data sheets you know you could have so you can you can go for um, let's let's go for evil sons but you can still have commandos in evil sons and you can you know have them have them wearing the evil sons colors uh, and you might have your whole yeah. army as as um as uh, bikes and and trucks and war buggies and stuff but you know maybe your commandos are the they're the guys that go and wrecky the route for you so you can still have commandos they might be wearing a slightly more you know, muted tone of red or, you know, whatever it is. Um, or they might just be, you know, say, who cares? Because Orc Commandos themselves aren't linked to the clan, but the clan Blood Axes have, they're famed for their commandos. So it's a bit like how, you know, Assault Marines aren't a Blood Angels thing uh, only, but Blood Angels are famed for their Assault Marines, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So you can either go mono- I think mono clan and cohesive scheme all over, or you could do cohesive basing, and you maybe your commandos could be from the blood axes, and your war bikers could be from the bat, um, the uh, the evil sons. I think I said I think I said bad moons earlier by accident. My bad. Um, uh, yeah, and then your your um, your guns could be from your um, your flash gits could be from the bad moons, and that could that could represent like the coming together of a huge war. As long as your bases are cohesive. Then it could could look quite a cool army. Um, I think I'd prefer to go uh, unified color scheme because that just looks cooler for me. Yeah, 
I mean, I think, I think, I think, you know, if if you pick an accent that goes through the whole lot, you know, whether it's belts or, you know, uh, gun bodies or something like that, then then that can do it. But I still I like the idea, you know, if you've got enough teeth, you can pay for the commandos to come and join you. The fact that they might disappear halfway through the battle because they've decided they've, you know, they've earned their teeth and that's it, or whether they go actually, no, we're, we're staying here because it's a good fight. There can be hirelings, you know, that have been brought in. But, yeah, with some careful touches, you know, whether your red accent goes through everything or there's there's, there's the, the black, you know, you, you make more of the black in the, the Bad Moons clan that they've joined. But perhaps the optics on the night vision is yellow. You know, you, you, there's the subtle things you can do that would pull it oh, together. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, no, that's cool. And so the last clan, uh, which is... Am I going to say it's my favourite? Mm, I think I like them all. I think I like them all quite, you know, equally. I think this is the snake bites are the they are the alpha legion of uh, the orky world. So the orcs of the snake bites clan wear natural brownish shoes and boast a stylized snake as their glyph. They see themselves as staunch traditionalists and care little that the other clans mock them for their backward ways. The snake bites specialize in the breeding of squigs or squiggly beasts strange fungoid monsters that make up much of the orc's bizarre ecosystem. These creatures can grow to enormous size uh, and savagery under the husbandry of the hard-bitten snakebites, eventually becoming the bearmoth monsters known as squiggoths. When the snakebites take to the field in their armoured howders atop their bellowing squiggoth herds, the other clans stop their sniggering pretty quickly. So you have got a bit of a squig thing. I do, I do down, like squigs. For anyone that, that knows me from the Age of Sigma scene, I do like squigs. And again, I think it's just another way of bringing these guys to the battlefield, isn't it? I think. And and the, and the big ones are great. Oh, they're huge. They're huge. The four to one. I'd, I'd, <laughs> I'd love to buy one or two. Um, <laughs> one, one or two. two. Well, I uh, I was looking at the, the gargantuan squigoth, and I was thinking how huge it is. Um, but you can probably, you know, it's probably a little bit too big. The or normal old squiggoth, you know, that's reasonable. That's reasonable sized. Yeah, yeah. You've still got to place it on the battlefield, haven't you? You've still got to be able to move it about. But yeah, no, I, I'm, uh, these guys are cool. Um, I think for me, I like the smell and clank of metal and guns and robots is, is my draw. But again, it's just lots of choices. And, and I think in some ways it almost feels like... It's probably not quite big enough to have their own book each, but there's certainly enough models here for it to be more than one book, really, it feels like. Yeah, I mean, I would say that because all the um, units can be taken by the other clans, I think you can get it quite succinct into one book. You can get all your flavour and, and theme from the stratagems and the, uh, and the, the clan rules. I think uh, there's, there's, quite a, there's quite a common core there in the orc army exactly and, and i think as long as that's that there are and this is what the stratagems can hopefully bring us is that ability to ensure that you can choose to take your horde army or your elite army or your everything on wheels army by taking the stratagems by taking perhaps uh, maybe different warlord traits we don't know but if you know there's different ways of doing that that suddenly gives them a boost gives them an extra an inch here a run and charge there or, you know then then for me it's that that's that's just bringing together the idea of that clan and bringing it to life on the tabletop and that's that's what you want yeah definitely so um shall we go to 
are questions because um, I was thinking about going over to models, but a lot of the questions talk about the models. Um, So I think maybe that would be a good a good stepping stone to uh, to discussion there. We asked the question on Twitter, uh, Facebook and Instagram. Um, any questions for the team? What are you most looking forward to about Codex Orcs? Which models need replacing? And any hope for specific rules? And lastly, is there such a thing as too much DACA? So the first response we got was from at Jiminy Price. And he says, the war buggy model badly needs an update. And I totally agree. And I think this is what we started talking about earlier, about having like a modular a modular buggy slash war track kit. I think that's where yeah. uh, you'd get your best value because the truck kit is too is uh, well. Is it too cool to replace? I don't know. It depends on what you replace it with, but it's still it's it's very modern. I think in in its design, it's quite quite modular. Uh, whilst it is an older model, I, I think it's still it's still you know stood the test of time quite well. And the same can be said for the battle wagon as well. Um, it's got that kind yeah, of modern I, I, and orky aesthetic to it. Yeah, they're they're both big and chunky, and yeah, and no, I, I I think they're fine. But yeah, the, these those two other kits are oh, they are of a time of a very specific time. So they are Gorkamorka <laughs> models, aren't they? Initially, they were released yeah. with the Gorkamorka box, uh, which is a cool box in itself. Um, in fact, we used the we used the Gorkamorka uh, cover art for the the picture when we posted today about orcs. Um, it's very much of a time. Um, it's got a certain aesthetic. It's got a certain scale. The orcs are—they look a certain way, and I don't think they have stood the test of time particularly well. So, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a war buggy and war track re-release. Um, yeah, new model rather, not a re-release. And I would love to see orcs come with like a huge, a huge kind of <laughs> uh, model support range. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of quite old models in there. Yeah, they, I think I think they deserve it. They've they've been popular. I think I, I don't know the sales, but you know, you see a lot of them. I think there's easy ways into them, um, and and I think in some ways they they kind of deserve it. Yeah, I mean, orcs are so orcs are so iconically forty k. Um, you know, second edition second edition forty k uh, was my my sort of entry into the hobby. I remember my brother got it for his birthday once upon a time, and you know he took the space marines and I took the orcs, and had those yeah. those monopose Gretchen with the spike on top of the head that were an absolute, uh, you know, you could stick one of those through your foot if you trod on it barefoot. It's more painful than treading on Lego. Um, and then they had the goth boys, you know, the, the monopose goth boys with a bolt pistol and the the chopper, yeah, and oh, just it's just very very old school. Um, yeah. So yeah, it'd be quite cool to to see some of the some of the model range being given a complete revamp. And I think also mentioned was about rescaling a little bit, and that um, we've obviously seen um, Typhus getting new model. So I think it would be good to you know get a new leader for all our orcs to come in and you know to appear to be as big as you kind of imagine he's going to be. I think he, he could be at least at least half as much bigger again. Oh, Gasgoth Rocker. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, Chaz Sexington uh, says, if the Stinky Humies is, uh, is going to Primark, um, he's, he's gone full Orc there and is not making sense. But if the Stinky <laughs> Humans uh, get a Primark, shouldn't the boys be getting uh, much better Prime Orcs? Um, Prime Orcs. Yeah, can go. you imagine a Gazgol 
re-release in some, I don't know, maybe in a in a big suit, like a almost like a dread knight. That's what uh, Jamie. So at J three seven three six seven, he says uh, a lot of the orc range needs updating and rescaling. Gazgol should be bigger than the new redemptor dreadnought, for example, and orc knobs bigger than Primaris. So I don't know whether orc knobs are going to get a redo because I don't know the kit's still still alright um, and they've recently done the mega knobs relatively recently uh, so I don't think they'll get a release but Gaz- Gazgar I can see him coming out in some huge kind of like uh, like at the end of Wolfenstein you know some, some huge mecha <laughs> you know uh, yeah. like a Dreadnought Re- I mean, Redemptor I- you know that that kind of size yeah, definitely. And he, he'll be big in himself and then he'll have a big piece of mega mega armor that will actually yeah. So he actually's he's dwarfing the orcs around him and that's when you know, that's that's what we've seen. There's a very much a, a change of scale or we, we definitely get a sense that the heroes are heroes. They they you know, they are much bigger, they're much stronger, they're they're taller, they're I I think for me, you know, we've had the change of rule about picking non-massive heroes out so we don't need to worry about kind of hiding them behind uh, anything anymore because the rules say you don't you don't pick them out so i think yeah let's make him look fantastic as a model mm. yeah absolutely and in fact someone else said that as well um uh john rooston uh, at terra penguin one uh gaz desperately needs replacing he needs to be dread sized or bigger and I, we totally agree it would be it'd be so cool and i if I'm a betting man, I can I can I can see that happening. You know, the 40k universe needs a needs a big baddie. Yeah, um, and uh, we've yeah. we've got plenty of other big baddies in the form of we've got Magnus, we've got Mortarion, we've got other Chaos Primarchs. Uh, sort of suggested. Uh, yeah, I would love. I, would, I think we're, we're all we're all on the same page there. On to the next question. Absolutely. Stephen Rose at Stephen Rose. Uh, so he wants the Mork and Gorkonaut to be actually good. The stomper worth its points, and he also wants to retain the fun element of the army. Um, most of all, he just wants a codex. <laughs> I think I think we'll see st- we'll still see that fun element, the, the sort of slightly silly element, uh, but not in a kind of over the top silly uh, sort of stupid way. Um, you know, Nurgle Nurgle's recently been released, and you know, all the Nurglings are very very over the top and slightly bonkers and you know that's that's clearly gone down well and i think they could probably do something similar with grots i think um you know not not copy that style because it would it's a bit over you know it would be a bit overdone if they did that with grots as well but they are very characterful those little those little grots you know you've got the chap throwing the stick of dynamite on the um uh on the commandos you've got the the war biker guy that's hanging on to the banner pole uh you've got you know, got the grots being sucked o- into oiler. the uh, yeah the oiler grots in the mechs. Uh, you got the yeah. grots being sucked into the the big mech uh, shock attack gun. So yeah, there's 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 so much there that you could that you could do with. I think for me, uh, as much as anything, sometimes the fun elements are literally you know that having a D three or D six damage rather than a straight two or a a four. Again, for me, that's. And, and that you know we've got classic rules like you know on a one you take a mortal you know it's not fully in control most of the time it can either go super good or not so good at all and i think i think for me that's that's the fun element as well and you know and i do like rules where 
you can push your luck you know um so that you, you, you perhaps you can overcook it you can eat another mushroom rewarded for typically orky play yeah yeah i yeah. like that yeah, yeah just push it that bit faster you know change the rate of fire to doubling it but the chances of it going wrong go up as well well it's risk reward you have if you choice. want consistency then play space marines yeah the chance to go big or go home then orcs orcs is the way but aren't those the some of the best moments in the game when you sort of like you've got fours to hit or fives to shoot <laughs> you manage to get them through you manage to wound and then suddenly it's d3s and they're all threes it's like yes <laughs> and then the all-important time where you miss with everything or get one through and it does one damage it's like oh but that, that's what they're like they're all over the place so i i, I think for me um i think for me that that's where the fun element comes in like you say it's uh, you can be lucky and you know sometimes orcs just win themselves you know you, you just you just manage the dice come up and they win for themselves I think if you're but, playing orcs you're yeah, already no, winning you've, you're agreeing to a game where these guys are bringing their character with exactly. them exactly and plus plus you can you can or cannot be that guy that shouts wah at tournaments you know where you <laughs> where you want to be that guy I mean, depending on depending on uh, how hungover I am on a Sunday, I, I either love that guy, I think he's brilliant, or I hate that guy. Um, <laughs> it depends who's on the table next yeah, to you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Stephen Rhodes also says he would like a full psychic discipline and an option for a warp ed upgrade, uh, bigger war bosses, a new bugging track, and an actual battle tank. Uh, so yeah, full psychic discipline, I think we'll see that. Uh, certainly it seems, seems yeah. an obvious one, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, bigger war bosses and, and new vehicles yeah we talked about that i think that that'd be really really cool to see as well an actual battle tank yeah i mean obviously forge world's got some they've got the um the kill burster and the kill blaster haven't they um there that's a very cool that design aesthetic that you've seen there with the kind of the sloped front uh from forge world they're really cool maybe a slightly a smaller plastic version that allows you to yeah. you know taking that modular design into into consideration because a looted truck um in fact yeah this this ties into something that at uh that grayed out at gray like storms uh i wouldn't mind a tank kit or two that follows the aesthetic of the killburster buggies and tracks for sure so yeah again another vote for buggies and tracks games workshop are you listening um uh, <laughs> lord grim so at wilson grims says um we need a tank kit to take the role of a looted wagon um and that could easily be uh, uh, used to bridge the divide between Games Workshop and Forge World kits like the Kill Tanks, yeah. So they've, like he says, and it follows up. So to be clear, um, uh, Forge World and Games Workshop Orcs have different looks to them. So the merging of the Forge World scrappy look with the Games Workshop patched up look would be good to the range. So yeah, so Forge World kits look quite uh, like Mad Maxi, don't they? Scrapped up. Whereas uh, yeah. the Games Workshop stuff is a bit more um, sort of existing existing vehicle with with patches over it. Yeah. So it looks like it's been roughly maintained with junk rather than made of junk. Yes. Yeah. A subtle, but that's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone wants the same thing, don't they? Yeah. And, and I think for me, there's, there's there is a, there is room for that kind of using a kind of World War II phrase, but kind of like a medium mm. tank. So something on a similar chassis as a, you know, as a, 
I don't know, Predator. So, that a, kind yeah, of like size, a, a truck, a truck sized tank. So, n- not, you yeah. know, a, a, the, kill, the kill tanks are battle wagon sized, and we want something, yes. uh, a tank, uh, an attack attack vehicle rather than a transport vehicle the size of a truck. Yeah. Both, yeah. both grayed, yeah. out, uh, grayed Out and Lord Grimm both would like to see death copters as well, because currently there's only the. The three plastic ones you used to get in the old, I want to say, Assault on Black Reach set. I think that's the one, isn't it? Or there's the Metal Wolf Cast one, mono, you know, the the one variant, <laughs> which is a funky looking machine. It looks like something out of um, the second Mad Max film. Second one, I want to say. Yeah, yeah, the auto Yes, that's it. Yeah. Amusing little model, but I'm not sure I'd want more than one in an army. No, no. I, I, think, I think if anything... You know, orc engineering is overdoing it. Too big a wheels, too big an engine, too much armor. I think for me, that one just feels light on everything. The propellers don't look like they'd, they'd lift his goggles, let alone the orc sat in there as well. So I, I think it's, it's, again, it's just that old era look and feel. I think GW have proved now that. So this, this is an interesting thing that, you can look at something and you can say it doesn't look like it would work. Yeah, but it's orcs. Who cares? But for me, there's got to be enough there for you to go. That looks like it's going to work for orcs. It's. It's. I don't know. It's about that having that sort of sense of bluster about it. That's just going to just going to go. Of course, it's going to work. It's got a massive gun on it, or it's got huge tracks at the back, or it's got exhaust pipes bigger than a space marine's head i don't know there's, there's, there's for me there's just that indefinable amount of awkwardness mm. that just makes it i think for me the um the forge world mega and mecha dreads are just a cracking example of that and that they are just full-on lumbering bear moths yeah yeah and so many pistons on them and so much but you kind of try and work out how they're going to work and you go, I'm not sure the engineering's quite right there, but that's right. It doesn't have to so work. So do you know what, do you know what does it, that for me, but does it the slightly wrong side? It's the Orc Chinork Warcopter. So yeah. it looks when, so if you look at the pictures on the Fordrill website, when it's got the Orc, the Orc boys on it, when it's full of, you know, the transport capacity and it's got the Orc boys on the kind of, uh, the transport section, yeah. it looks really cool. When it's empty, it just looks really weird because there's that huge hollow space in the middle. I, like, I love the model, as in, like, you know, w- what it is. It's a, it's, a, it's a Chinook, an orky Chinook. It's a Chinook. Um, you know, what's not to like? But the fact that the cabin's so open and the fact that the, um, you know, troop-carrying compartment is so open, it just it just doesn't look quite right. And and that's that weird design aesthetic where I'm totally with you on it. And and it's just, there's just some element of over-engineering or daftness or just just something not quite pulling it together. And I don't know, I don't know, I don't know that what that is, because like you say, it it definitely has got nothing to do with real world physics (laughs) and material science. (laughs) Yeah. I think if, uh, if you want uh, scientific accuracy, uh, then Orcs is, uh, Orcs is not where you're looking. No, no. No, exactly. 
Lord Graham and Grayed Out continue their conversation about talking about how awesome orcs, orc vehicles are. Um, and Lord Grim uh, brings up a really excellent point, which is uh, just look at the epic range. Uh, the orcs are full of tanks. Lumping them together as a battle wagon doesn't work well for points as you end up paying for transport even when not using it. The Forge World look is more how uh, orcs should look being built out of scrap. Um, so yeah, the epic the epic orc range would be a, would be a great example of, of where to look for um, for for what we might see in in releases. So it's yeah, it's quite interesting whether we'd see um, you know a new Gazgol and then like them really really investing into the um, uh, the kind of speed freaks style armies, or whether we'd see um, you know maybe a, a completely different. Um, sort of style of orcs, a new clan maybe. Uh, I think they'll, I think they'll expand on the existing stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think you know, if you look at how they like to put things together, if you had that really cool sort of tank kit, we call it that, looted wagon kit, and then you've got the new war buggy, war track kit, put that in a big box with a load of bikes and other bits and pieces and a couple of trucks and some boys, you know. Oh, yeah. That's probably more than 100 quid. But, you know, you, you can easily see a 100 quid box set. That you just kind of go, yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> or I'll take two of those and we're good to go kind of thing. So I think, yeah, I, yeah, we're wishlisting here. But I, I think for me, it's interesting that everyone just sees that as a little gap in what we've got. Oh, yeah, clearly. Um, so... Um. Yeah. So uh, Norm Nondorf, uh, at Norm Nondo, uh, uh, says, we need some custom Lord of War rules. I have a Skullhammer-ish tank that doesn't quite fit with any current rules. Uh, so a bit like Build Your Own Land Raider in the, um, the chapter improved. Uh, and also, why no Mega Dread rules? They're pretty different from the Mecha Dread. And this is something that we, I think we might have talked about it way, way back in the previous episode, but how the Mecha Dread and the Mega Dread used to be two separate units and now it's just the mecha dread with the majority of your mega dreads options on the on the data sheet but not all because i don't think um that it's got a kill cannon option yeah i, I think for me i've got one of these and i i agree i think when you've got two so if you just ignore stats and stuff they are designed to do a slightly different job and they're built to look different and i think it would be nice if they had their own their own scroll to do it and they're still making the kits i I mean i think so this goes back to a question i've got is yeah do you think we'll get a rewrite of the imperial armor book that covered off those originally Mm, not sure it's interesting. Um, I can probably see those those units being released in due course. You know, not in a hurry. Yeah, um, I'm sure they'll be included yeah. in Imperial Armor books. Uh, you know, in time, but I, I don't know whether I don't know whether it's going to be a priority. Uh, you know, they've got the custodies rules to produce. Uh, they've said they're working on them. They've also got the you know the the sort of Ever, ever in the queue, Imperial Armor with the Admech and Red Scorpions versus Tau uh, that we saw being worked on yeah. at the back end of the seventh. That's still not yeah. here yet. Um, so, you know, maybe an Orc Imperial Armor to come in due course. I love those books for me. They're just, 
I can see why they take so long. You know, there's there's background, there's rules, there's beautiful art, there's maps, there's locations. It's it's just like it, 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 for me, they're they're the, they're my my go to yeah. books. Have you have you got some of them? How many how many of them have you got? Yeah, yeah, uh, not that many. They're um, quite a cool resource uh, even now. Still, you know, with yeah, definitely. Uh, I think uh, I think you know the fact that you can you you get that combination that you get a sense of why they were fighting how it, how they were coming together some great mock-up photos in that kind of military period style kind of world war ii photography black and white oh yeah a little bit smoky um and then you know it breaks it all the way down to the rules for me who enjoys narrative mm. play you know why are they there uh, how are they working together? How are they involved in the bigger story rather than we're just playing this one game tonight and it's you're on one side and I'm on the other rather than, you know, we've been trapped behind the enemy lines because so-and-so ran away. So this game is now, you know, we're in the middle of the table and everyone, you know, it still comes down to a, a piece of six by four in someone's home or club and you've got to work it out from there. But it's all those reasons behind, and I, th- I think for me that's those books uh, are, are kind of like you say, good gold mines for me that you can just just pull out all sorts of different things, you know. Even if it's what you know, you know, oh my god, the armies both sides have got a red dusting to them. Well, of course they are. They're they're fighting on Mars or they're fighting on a a, a planet made of rust, you know, iron oxide or whatever it is. But to then think about well. You know, me and my mate are doing the army. We'll, we'll we'll both use rust pigment powders around the feet and bodies of them. And so it's not how am I going to weather these? It's well, of course I'm going to weather these because we're fighting on this planet. That's a really cool point there, Steve. For like campaigns and stuff. If you're say you're doing, you all start with a start collecting. You then do a character. You know that kind of stuff, like a slow grow, uh, which is is a great way to get people back into the hobby because a lot of people, certainly from previous editions of 40k, have gave up slightly. I know one of my gaming groups is, is you know, they still love 40k, they still talk about it, but they just they just don't they don't play it as much. Um, so to get people back in the hobby, yeah. it'd be really cool to see, um, you know, people taking that kind of malign important star model of start with a start collecting and then build a character and then do something else next. Um, you could do that, but you could you could all agree to paint your bases a certain way the firestorm campaign that starts with a map where everybody's taking territories you know which is you know what you would do anyway i mean most you know most of our armies are terrain based you know you're walking or you've got tracks you know none of them are fully aerial troops or if they are aerial they're designed to deliver infantry to take objectives so i think for me that's a, that would be a great way of doing it if there was a version of that whereby we're all going to play on this sort of zone of the planet and then whether that's jungle or whether that's, um, you know, destroyed cities or that's, you know, Mars, whatever it's going to be, then, yeah, it solves a lot of questions. And then it's like, well, we'll, we'll all buy a batch lot of paint and share it or, you know, you only need one tub of weathering powder between all of us and just share it out. So I, th- I think... It's um, it's a great way to play. Yeah. Another one, Darker Designs at Darker Designs 66 wants the clans. I think, uh, yeah, you and me both, buddy. Um, I think we'll definitely see that as discussed. Uh, Terra Penguin, again, another one says, uh, we'd love to see some Cult of Speed stuff. So, for example, we'd like to see one command point to allow war bosses to run and charge 
to work on a unit whenever it's on the board. Um, yeah, that, I think running a charging or combat buff seems quite obvious one for orcs. Maybe we'll see um, that as like a a, world, a universal special rule for one of the clans. Um, I think that's what High Fleet Bear Moth have for Tyranids. It needs to be that level. It can't be just a stratagem. There's got to be a universal rule for the clan. And then you've still got the ability to add stratagems oh, yeah. to yeah, absolutely. fine-tune or to supercharge even more. Um, so I think, yeah. Um, Ando at Ands79 raises a very valid point, Steve. Um, which orc is responsible for painting their intricate banners and checks on the vehicles? <laughs> so that's, that is a valid point. There was obviously an artistic orc or two amongst the uh, amongst the mob um, of uh, of Dacker boys, uh, and he's obviously uh, obviously very artistic and likes to express it with banners, <laughs> not just daubing teeth everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess maybe could 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 the honor go to a, a particularly adept. Uh, grot. Yeah, Would actually, that, that sounds like a good job for a grot, doesn't it? Because they're, you know, the grots probably quite enjoy it because they're they're a little bit more, let's say, a little bit more academic than the, their orky brethren. So they probably enjoy the yeah. sort of artistic pursuits more. Whereas the orcs wouldn't wouldn't see painting things as probably a a task befit of a of an aspiring war boss or something like that. So maybe maybe they outsource it to the grots. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, drono at drono. Um, with some numbers instead of O's, uh, asks for a multi-part war boss. A simple ask, but yes, that would be quite cool. A multi-part war boss, and again, kind of tying in with that um, uh, modular kind of scheme. You could have maybe a war boss with uh, diff- a different head for each clan. You know, so same war boss, just a different head, or you know, a, a different back banner for you know, like a boss pole. Um, that would be very cool, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'd say that they might have options you can squeeze into a sprue these days i think it's um it's all there and, and also if you you know if you didn't use um that exact part on that war boss there's room for it to go on the backpack of a oh uh, yeah exactly exactly in front of a truck you know it's it's all good that's that's the best you know one of the, the best bits about orcs is that you can use we kind of talked about it right at the beginning didn't we you can use your bits box to your heart's content and if you you could buy like a squad of knobs a squad of looters and a squad of store boys and just go wild you know mix and match you could so you know no orc needs to look the same because because space marines are so uniform uh they lack they lack a bit of individuality let's say um whereas orcs you can make every single orc different that I think, yeah. as, as a painter, I think orcs are—you can make them, you can paint them quite quickly. But I think to paint them well is actually a really, really tricky job because there's so much detail and there's so much, you know, straps and gubbins and bits and bobs, and they're not all the same. They don't have those sort of lovely curved armor panels on the uh, shoulder pads and that kind of stuff. I think they're actually quite a difficult army to paint to a very high standard, uh, whereas they're quite an easy army, I think, to paint to a sort of tabletop standard yeah totally agree i think you it's, it's for me one of the challenges i'm learning to be able to do is how, how do you get across textures so when you paint a space marine everything's 
you know, armor or weapons. When it comes to orcs, you've got leather, you've got flesh, you've got guns, you might have fur, you've got teeth. You've got all those textures and different finishes that you need to do. So, yeah, hugely challenging, I think. But, you know, when you put in the effort, uh, it, it, you know, it really shows, doesn't it? I think um, painting painting rough, roughly, is easy. Painting yeah. rough well is very difficult, I think, to to, to, sum, up, to sum up. Um, that's probably not said in the best way, but I think you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. So I think what, what we won't do, we won't go sort of into intricate details on the rules because it is an index book and, you know, the new credits could be just around the corner. Um, that said, if you know who the person was that came forth uh, with their Orc army at the recent uh, Games Workshop GT Heat, um, let us know. Uh, get get him to get in touch with us. Uh, we'd love to have a chat with him about his Orc army and maybe do a, a small segment about, about the army list whilst it's still valid. Um that would be super cool. Uh, but uh, until then, we shall uh, we'll skip past the rules and hope that you've enjoyed our little uh, little chat through of uh, of of the, the sort of the orc a bit about the background of the clans and also uh, what we hope to look forward to in the future with with the new release. Um, so I have a question for you, Steve. Okay. Um, if you were to do an orc army that wasn't your current planned uh, grot dread mob. What would you do? So, like I say, hordes of trucks with um, 50, 60, 100 boys in don't grab me. What is intriguing is perhaps orcs from the skies. So whether it's um, the idea being, okay, I've got to have an idea. It's not about, <laughs> so the idea being is that they would be, um, maybe this crack um, unit led by maybe commandos, storm boys, and maybe Dacker jets and burner bombers. So something very specific. They do very sort of surgical strikes as much as you can for orcs. So you're essentially talking about the orc special forces. Yes. That's it. The best of the best with honours. Exactly. With choppers. Exactly. <laughs> the best of the best yeah. with honours and choppers. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that would be cool. I, you I, could have, yeah, you could have um, death copters, storm boys, yes. and then you could have a chin orc filled of commandos. There, there you go. That's it. That's it. For me, that would look spectacular. I have no idea how it would play. It would look spectacular on the table. I think it would be... I'd love to play against it because I wouldn't know what it would do but I think again, you you would have to probably agree. You know, the the mission you were playing and the mission would suit the troops. Um, we're not talking about making a super balanced to tackle every situation. But you know, in real world armies and in forty k armies, you have specialist troops for specialist jobs. So um, I think for me, you know, you've got a you've got an outpost or you've got a convoy that's getting ambushed or um, you know you've got a, a, a wrecked you've got a wrecked shuttle and everyone's rushing to get there and rescue the plans rescue the uh, commander on board you know how cool would this lot be choppering in flying in dropping in 
yeah, that'd be great fun. That'd be, that's very cool. And uh, and what clan would you do them as? I think probably I don't know who the Storm Boys belong to. Um, so Storm Boys just... are kind of like they're they're like spirit clan, as it were. Uh, it's probably the Goths, I guess. It's up close. I guess that yeah. they're kind of get get up. Into the, they're quite combaty. Get up to the, the enemy quite quickly. I guess, uh, but that, uh, you know, you can get Storm Boys in any army, but certainly the Storm Boys are painted as Goths on the Games Workshop website. Um, but that's not to say they're exclusively Goths. Uh, go- goths, <laughs> Goths, not Goths. Who knows? Who knows what their <laughs> musical tastes are? Yeah, maybe Blood Axes. Maybe they. Maybe yeah. That the, seems the that seems the, are, that seems the obvious one. Yeah, and the Storm Zamorian Boys are part of that, but the Commandos are the other. The, the heart of it are the, are the, are the commanders for it. And I, I think perhaps having that coordination of being able to um, get everyone together at the same place at the same time sounds a bit challenging for your average orc clan. Mm, that makes that makes most sense. Rather than everyone line up and go. <laughs> so what about you, Dan? What would be your, uh, your uh, non-speed freak option? Uh, my non-speed freak option? Oh, that's a different... Well... well... I feel like I would be cheating if I said snake bites because uh, I thought you were going to say what's your non snake bite option because I I have oh, okay. I have got kind of half a snake bite army uh, using lots of the old um, uh, sort of the savage orcs or the bone splitters AOS models and some of the dinosaurs from the lizardman or seraphon range um, so I've kind of got that army in a in a box <laughs> in my cupboard ready to be made so I won't pick that one even though right. Um, and I won't pick the bikes or speed freaks because uh, I've, I've previously talked about that a lot. Um, I would go for a goth Meganobs army, a, a uh, okay. death wing. That's a death wing, but with Fs instead. <laughs> death, a death wing army. Um, yeah. Loads of Meganobs, uh, a couple of big mechs in Mega Armor, and uh, some death dreads. Maybe a a forge world mecha dread, and then I would leave a big space at the front uh, for a model which I hope to be released, and that would be big Gazzy. Yeah, and uh, I'd leave him till last, and hopefully by the time I finish the army, it would be ready, and everything yeah. would be covered in in uh, checks. Yeah, it'd be very cool. The big guy with his is close retinue which would actually be plenty of stuff wouldn't it mm, exactly you and i would go i'd go like quite heavy on the infantry you know on the mega novels i would go like maybe a couple of death dreads one mega dread or mecha dread and then the rest would just be mega novels. yeah yeah nice it would look great and they're just they're just very and they're very cool models as well you know they 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 kind of came out a few years ago and it's it's um I've always I have always liked the the Megarama models um the old ones the old ones I think the old ones have still got a bit of a bit of charm to them as well I think you know you could probably fit in a couple of those uh if the scale isn't too bad I've not I don't think I've seen them side by side and uh, you could probably fit no. a few of those in uh, next to each other uh for a bit like of variety. Say, yeah. There, there is no there is no rules there is no orders of battle there are no manuals for the orcs is it you can squeeze them in there bash them together 
Yeah, kit exactly. Here. Kit bash here and there. You could add some, you know, you could add some space ring weapons. You could add some, you know, you could you could do whatever. You know, I've seen I've seen some. That's the cool thing about orcs is that you can you can go online and type in, you know, insert clan name here, orc army on Google, and just see some absolutely stunning original conversion ideas using some unique bits yeah there's just so many innovative ways to build an orc army that uh you can you can build a really really different force that's a really personal force to yourself um or or you can go quite standard you know it's really really up to you and that's that's i think that's one of my my kind of key takeaways with orcs is that there's there's the potential to make a really really unique uh stunning force um that has an opportunity for you to spend quite a lot of time making it look nice with painting, uh, spend quite a lot of time building it to make it um, to your own and, and a little bit different and stand out from the crowd. Um, and yeah, and they've got some really strong themed, uh, quite aesthetically different uh, clans that you can kind of really hang your hat on, can't you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, they've, they've been great fun and I am... Um... I look forward to the new book. Excellent. So that's it for now. Uh, that's our orc chat complete. Um, we might do a future episode on uh, our orky armies for our snake bite, my snake bite army, and your uh, death dread army. Uh, but until then, uh, you can get us on Twitter. We are at AOTI forty k, as well as Instagram and Facebook at AOTI forty k. Uh, you can get us via email ashesoftheimperium at gmail.com uh, write into us let us know what you think let us know is there a, another faction you'd like to s- see us to do a, a similar episode to this um, have you enjoyed this style of episode rather than the kind of our um, codex reviews that we've done before where we've done it in quite a kind of um, step by step way or have you enjoyed this kind of hobby ramble that Steve and I have done so let us know because um, you know ultimately you know, we, we produce these because we love talking about the hobby uh, and we love Warhammer 40k uh, but also we do it for you guys you know so if you like a specific way of us doing things we, you know we, we're happy to, to do to do what you guys uh, think is think is best and most enjoyable to listen to Um if if you do enjoy it then feel free to leave us a review on iTunes we, we would love that it you know it helps us helps us go up the ratings on itunes and helps more people uh it gives it you know suggests it on itunes feeds and stuff so more people can can listen to it because i'm conscious there's plenty of podcasts out there um and some people uh might not have heard of us so feel free to sh- share our links on on twitter as well and, and spread the word um and hopefully uh hopefully we can uh entertain some more people with our, our orky ramblings and, and other things so that's it from us for now um steve it's been a pleasure as ever thank you very much yeah and uh, all that remains is for us to wish you happy hobbying and see ya see you guys